Hey, did you know that our podcast is sponsored by Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome back to This Connected with Catholic.Dad. This is part two of episode 14, Jesus, Mary, to Joseph, crossing that high desert. Along with me today is Jaime and Bob, who's uh, the youth ministers and youth coordinators at uh, St. Joseph in Barstow. And along with me are my co-hosts, Tim, Luis, and David with me, Catholic.dad, and we're just going to continue that conversation on what made them become part of our family. We hope that you guys keep listening, and at the end of this, feel like this connected. So we're back, fam, and actually, uh, apologize, because we've been talking for like 30 minutes about Steubenville story, and we should have been recording that. You guys should have been here, but now that you are here, uh, we're going to continue to talk about family, because we came all the way over here to meet our family from the high desert. We live in the West End Vicariat, and um, you know, it's, the, the beautiful thing about the Catholic Church is it is about family. And you guys were talking about in the last, um, uh, earlier, about how you guys met friends and, you know, you've been doing this for years. And I guarantee you every single one of the youth that you've been working with is like, you guys are like their second family. Yeah. And for some of them, even like you're their primary family. Um, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about how this became um, family for you guys and talk about Steubenville stories because that makes you truly family you know having to wipe someone's face with you know with all the snot and, yeah. and holding on to someone's cry. blood yeah. holy yeah. crying um, so, yeah, the so freak out this is season two of this connected with catholic.dad we're always talking about what where does family come in so you guys can come in anytime tell us how this has become family for you guys and and tell us that Steubenville story that we were talking about earlier about you know whatever it was oh um <laughs> all right um i think this story is like probably my first realization of like a, a true freak out as like a, a like an adult like mind you i had gone to Steubenville as a participant but like this was like my adult moment like this was my chaperone moment where i was responsible for the lives of you know yes. my group kids <laughs> other people's lives aside from my and, own um, <laughs> You know, this Steubenville, we happened to be on the floor for Jesus. You know, it was kind of like getting floor seats to, like, a concert of your favorite artist. But we were on floor seats for Jesus himself. And, you know, adoration started. Of course, I'm enjoying Jesus. I'm there. And, you know, young man sitting next to me, Eric. You know, he's actually at school right now. Goes to San Jose State? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, San Jose State. So shout out to Eric. Sorry if you hear this. Um, he taps me on the shoulder. He goes, hi, man, my nose is bleeding. I go, whoa, whoa hey, all right. Okay, bro. Um, We've heard of stigmata, but not in the nose. Yeah, so like... I'm like, hey, you know, I help him up, and, like, he's kind of wobbly, and, like, you know, of course, his nose drips into my hand, and I'm like, all right, cool, let's just, so I hand him off to a staff member, like, hey, we're going to go help him wash his face off, and meanwhile, I go to, like, the little faucet to wash my hands off, and as I wash off my hands, and they just wash away, I'm like, I was like, I've had bloody nose before, like, blood is, like, supposed to be really thick and coagulated, and, uh... Not no doctor, but I don't have no degree, but uh, it just washed away like water. I was like, this is really, f-. and I started freaking out. And, you know, I just went back to my thing, you know, we were there with Brother Lou, and Brother Lou was doing his things. He was praying about people and knocking people down, you know, with the holy hammer, you know, as, as quote unquote. He would, you know, people were just on the floor, and I was like, I had to maintain my composure because obviously there was still these kids. And, you know, we were praying for the kids, and, you know, then I looked back and I see Bob go down and I'm like oh there goes my leader he's <laughs> like it is up to you now Hyman. Bob is out you must do what you need to do so I go around I check on Bob Bob's cool he's just laying there you know I check on my boy Mark and Mark's just out and as I turn around like some staff member like does like a slide kick to Mark's head and I go bro I was like no it's like you just kicked my man's in the head he was in the way bro he was in the spirit what are you doing and you know I'm just like oh my gosh Mark and like I put my hands out, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pray for Mark. And out, out of the, out of just out of the shadows comes this, you know, big, you know, heavy set gentleman. He's like, hey, can I pray for him? I was like, hey, bro, be my guest, flowered shirt man. I was like, <laughs> so he gets down, he just hits with a prayer, and you know, he gets up. He's like, hey, I'm Deacon so and so. So shout out to that Deacon. I can't remember your first name, but it was. I thank you for that. And um, you know, afterwards, afterwards, we have our little follow up. And you know, I'm talking to Brother Louie, and you know, here's my second freak out of the of the weekend. Uh, and mind you, this is Saturday. We go home the next day, and so I'm, I'm freaked. And I go, Louie's like, I was gonna come pray for you, my brother. And I was like, Oh yeah, for sure. He's like, But I saw a light. I go, What sort of light? What? And he goes, uh, It was a light. You had an aura around you. I was like, An aura. I was like, Oh man. Um, <laughs> Shoot. Uh, it was probably just the lighting, Louie. No. It was a holy light. I was like, oh, no, bro. He's like, then I heard a voice. Like, oh, God, Louie, what did the voice say? And he's like, no, I'm using him. I go, who was using me, Louie? He's like, I don't know, but a voice told me you were being used. I was like, oh, my God. So, like, we went to go pick up our food because there was this really good Mexican spot that we yeah. always went to. I got my carne asada fries and I got my burrito, but like the entire time I was eating my food, I was just freaking out like, oh, who's using me? <laughs> oh, these carne asada fries are so good. Oh my, who's using me? <laughs> but yeah, um, that was one of one of my, that was like my first moment, like as a leader tour, like I had a true freak out. Like, like I was mentioning during our little break, you know, I was driving Bob home on Sunday in our rental and I was just freaking out. <laughs> Bob was like, dude, pull over. So I pulled over and he goes, put it in park. Calm down. <laughs> He's like, bro, it happens. He goes, welcome to youth ministry. And I was like, this is what it is. And I, was like, I was like, do I have to expect this every time? He's like, well, if God calls you and you're being used, he's like, obviously, he's going to put put roadblocks in everybody's face that's trying to get to you because he needs you. I was like, okay, Bob. I was like, all right. So I went home. And mom was like, how stupid? I was like, oh, that's great, Mom. She's like, what? I was used. She's like, you were used. Are you okay? I was like. God, mom, it was God. She's like, 
well, that's good. It was God, wasn't it? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that meme of that dog with the coffee cup and there's everything's on fire. I'm, like, I'm fine. It's, this is fine. Yes. But that's one of my that's one of one of my most memorable single stories, along with you know our uh, our little one Melanie, who in her little childlike angelic voice tugged on my shirt after adoration and said, "Jaime, I saw Jesus," and I was like, "That's tight, Melanie." But she was so adamant about it, like, "No, I saw Jesus," and I'm like, "Yeah, we all did. He was there, present." No, I saw him face to face. I was like, "Okay." Alright, and I was like, okay, cool. I was like, they're seeing Jesus. I'm like, oh my god, man, thank you, Lord. Are you coming? I was like, is that why you're I was like, I know you visited. Are you sticking around? Are you just gonna reveal yourself that something gonna happen this weekend? Like, yeah, let me know. It's you know, those are amazing stories and, and that, that shows a lot of the joy. These guys are cracking up but they're not asking questions. <laughs> yeah. Like dumbfounded, that's what it is. Yeah. With with sharing. He's you like, guys are gonna have all these stories as you guys serve in ministry. Um, the same things as, as Jaime yeah. and Bob are sharing, as I'm sharing, you guys are gonna be the ones doing this. But family wise, all these people are not members of your family. You guys yeah. talk to them like they're still here and you're saying she's in the army, he's in college and and you guys have this this con- this connected. Oh, see how they got that yeah. in there? That, this connection okay. with them, and as as the youth from St. Mary's, which is all the way, really far, still talk about you guys, because you made that connection with them, and and that connection was totally about God, and you guys answering, answering that call. I mean, you guys aren't paid. No, it's like. Of all things on a Saturday morning, you guys could be doing. <clears throat> Wouldn't be hanging out in a room with... Well, no, I mean, usually sometimes we do hang out here. Yeah, we do sometimes. I, I gotta say that... It's I, our home I, away from home. I, I am yeah, totally cool jealous. Room. This is a this really cool room. youth room cool. center. How'd you even get this room? Yeah. Um, they gave it to us. <laughs> yeah, so back in the day, um, this like, whole area used to be uh, a school. Like, they used to have parochial school here and stuff. Um, but the school closed... And so they have all these classrooms. They used to use them just for religious ed, um, but that's during the days. This classroom that we're in actually used to be the kindergarten classroom. And the principal's office. And the is principal's office was right next door. Like you see the uh, kindergarten. Yeah. Um, so they don't really have you know classes anymore because you know they have religious ed, but they use the other classrooms. So before, when we were back, um, when we used to be junior leaders. The office right here that actually used to be like the nuns' house, because um, it's, it's it, there's stairs and it goes up to the second story and there's bedrooms and stuff. That's where the nuns used to stay. Um, but all the nuns that we used to have, they they left and they got sent to other places. So they turned the ministry center into like the uh, the office. That's where the staff works now. Um, and in the back, there's like a big room with a fireplace. That used to be our meeting rooms for youth groups. So we used to meet in there like, you know, every week as junior leaders. So um, what happened was we got new priests in after the old priests left and they wanted to use that strictly as an office. Mm-hmm. So they, we kind of got sent down here um, and they gave us this room for the, for the, for the youth group. Um, and so now this is ours, but I mean, it's, it's always been like a classroom like these, I think. Or it's the same color paint that was used like with the actual school like you know oh, these are the same paint from the military yeah uh, had this barracks yeah because they, they, that's barrack green yes um so like my whole goal of what i'm trying to do is hopefully like you know 
I don't know how long I'm gonna be here doing this, but hopefully like at some point I'm trying to get this turned into like an actual youth room. I wanna make like a bunch of changes. Um, Cause on my time with NET, like every Catholic church that I went to, they had like a legit like youth room. And like mm -hmm. certain churches, they had like a whole youth center. Yeah. So like, it's crazy. you know, it just, it, it, yeah, it was just like, man, I, I need to do something with this room. Like that's one of the things like I want to do. So we have, we have plans like in the process of barely getting started. Um, I mean, it's going to take a while, but uh, like, that's one thing that I really want to leave behind is like a youth room for like the actual youth to like enjoy. Yeah. Like, cause as it is, I mean, it's cool. It's big enough. It, you know, it, lets us have our meetings in here and whatever we need to practice um but you know it's brick it gets cold um <laughs> oh it's, yeah it's tile floor it's hard like i'd like to get some carpet in here <laughs> like there's a lot of things that i want to do but um you're preaching to the choir bro we yeah. gotta call flip this house you know yeah <laughs> we, we we have to call <laughs> someone to give us something but <laughs> but yeah because our, our at st mary's we got a garage we, we have a garage, garage which is a third mm -hmm. of this room yeah which is also the storage for Pan de Vida and, oh, and yeah. everybody else's storage locker. So it's literally, you could fit your car in there and 60 little people. Yeah. But, um, but the, the crazy thing is that they gave you a space. Now, with regards to that, getting a space, and we talk about a priest who gave you this space, what's that relationship-wise regards, you know, priests are the, the, the father, yeah. spiritual father, and being family, what was that like? What was the experience of, of getting even support for youth ministry and even getting this space? And is, is it difficult? Is he all in? Or is he more of a hassle? Is it um, challenging? With, with us, it's, it's been a little bit different. Um, we had, you know, priests here that were here, you know, for years and years and years. So, like, the youth group was always around under them so like they understood our purpose and what we were doing so it was it was a lot easier to to get things done or if like we had an idea for something we wanted to do we just was like hey we'd really like to do this and they'd be like yeah go for it like you know we had that full backing because they knew what this group was all about um you know and then after they left and we had new priests come in um they were kind of already here um, but they were just, you know, serving. They weren't like the pastor. And so when we had newer priests come in from not of this area, it was hard relating exactly, you know, what we do and how we are Where because, we were, yeah. yeah, they weren't used to it. They don't know, you know, what we do or how we do things and, and stuff like that. Or if they come from a parish where, you know, maybe youth ministry isn't that big or it's different, they're not really, you know, keen to what we do and how we do things. So with that obviously it's it's going to be a little bit different um dealing with that and trying to relate and trying to you know come to a mutual understanding so you know we've had had priests who you know have been all in on this group we've had mm -hmm. priests who you know have made things a little bit harder didn't really understand why we were doing things or why we were wanting to go on trips like they just viewed it as like oh you guys just want to go have a trip like you know you just want to spend money exactly um and you know just having a good the, time Money is the other thing, you know, because, like, with youth group, like, trips and all this stuff, it does cost money. And, yeah, there's always fundraising. Um, but sometimes fundraising, depending on how that goes, it can be a little difficult. Um, so then having, you know, to ask your, your pastor and, and the backing, you know, to spend money on a trip, they're like, why? Like, they don't, they don't understand the reason they don't see it. They're like, well, what do they do here? 
you know, they, they don't see what it always. What service do they provide? They don't always see it, and when they're not, you know, really in line with the youth or they don't know the youth as well as, you know, sometimes they should, it's difficult to see what they're doing when, you know, you don't really know them. And then you just, like, well, what do they do? I don't see them. Like, well, they're there. You just, you know, you have to look. Um, you know, it can be challenging. So right now with the pastor that we do have, uh, Father Remy, um, Ever since he came in, you know, he has talked about wanting to be, you know, more youth-oriented and focused. Um, he talked about where he came from and everything like that, uh, which was back in uh, New Orleans. So um, he's talked about, you know, really wanting to give the youth uh, a lot of focus and, and time to really let them do things that he feels the youth really need to do. Um, so for that, like, I'm obviously appreciative of that because, like, you know, there was a there was a point in time where we were missing like that straight backing mm -hmm. from a pastor. Like we've had pastors that, you know, they say yeah, but then like they didn't really you know show it as much as what they said, and it was kind of hard to get things done. It would always you know be pushed to the side or oh we can't do it this time, and there was sometimes a lot of runaround. So with with Father Remy at least he's he's willing to you know talk to you about things and actually try to make a point to understand where you're coming from um, it, and again with you know the whole relationship with your priest and stuff it's important to have one because yeah. you know they're the backing of your church like you can't do anything without without the pastor so um, obviously you know you're not going to be able to do everything and that's just you know in life or everything you're not always going to be able to do every little thing but um it's good to actually, you know, keep lines of communication open and be able to have that dialogue to where, like, you know, this is really what we would like to do. Like, you know, what do you think about what we're doing? Like, you know, and to really be able to go back and forth and, and try to show them, like, what you're trying to do for the youth and the community. And sharing your mission yeah. and, and having them share the, what your mission and what your vision is and having them support you actually makes ministry a lot easier and makes it less stressful for you guys yeah. as leaders because you have the support of, of the spiritual father of the church uh, makes the family a little bit more um, in line with with uh, actually the mission of the church but you were talking earlier about you went to net yeah which meant you left for one year yeah who was left behind so you you did do a net year or? yeah um so it was uh, I, I did net back in 2009 um i graduated in 2007 so um at the time i was i was 20 uh, 19 something like that um, and you know I was still here in town I was doing the youth group thing um, I had a job and you know it was cool but I always felt like I wanted to do more with youth ministry but I didn't really know what it was um, and I had felt like it for a while because at that time you know I had been in the youth group since 2005 when I joined um, right before my confirmation retreat which is pretty crazy because I helped put on a confirmation retreat like a couple months before I, I even went to mine and was confirmed. So it was <laughs> it was kind of cool. Um, they allowed us to join like right before. One but, of the first to do. Yeah. Um, so uh, I got involved in 2005. So like by 2009, uh, I enjoyed youth ministry and I liked, you know, um, skits and talks and, you know, all the things that come with that. And I always felt like I wanted to do more, but I didn't really know what that was. Um, and it just so happened uh, back when I was still in high school with being a part of this youth group, we used to go to vicariate meetings. Um, so 
you know, we knew a lot of people from other churches in the high desert from all the youth vicariate meetings. And one of them um, happened to join NET. And so uh, for whatever reason, I, I think I caught up with somebody and they, they had mentioned again. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And, you know, I had heard about it. I didn't really know what it was. But I remember one day I was just at home and I'm like, well, I'm just going to look it up and just see what it is because I didn't really understand the whole thing. So I looked it up, I read about it, and I was like, oh, you know, this looks actually really cool. Like, maybe I'll give it a try. Um, and so I applied to uh, go to a retreat interview process and stuff like that. Um, and I had went, it's a, it's a weekend long. Mm -hmm. um, it's like an interview slash retreat. So like you're on retreat, but during that, it's kind of like an interview to see like where you are in your faith. Um, they talk to you, ask you questions and stuff like that, just to see if like this is something that you know might be geared for you. So I remember I went on that and it was it was pretty fun. Um, it just so happened my interview retreat that I went on, I met three other people on that weekend that were on the same weekend I was. And they were from Apple Valley and Hesperia, which is like all the surrounding areas. Mm -hmm. um, and it turns out we were talking about, you know, stories. Um, I had mentioned somebody I knew from because they told me what church they go to. I was like, oh, I know so-and-so from there. They're like, oh, you too? Like, yeah, we know her. And it was just like, oh, this is such a small world. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, and it turns out we were all involved in Youth Vicariate back in high school and didn't even realize it. Um, I remember one time the youth like Harriet they put on this Christmas dance and for whatever reason we, when we started talking about everything like that came up and they were like were you there I was like yeah I helped you know put it on they were like oh we went to that and so uh, you know there was a chance we could have met like years and years prior and just not remembered but it was just kind of like that small like community feeling like oh that's so cool like you know I could have met you like years before and didn't even know um, and it just so happened that year uh, when we got called back because, you know, you go in the interview and then you go home and that gets back to you, you know, within a couple weeks. And so they called me back and I'm like, yeah, we'd like to invite you on the road. And it just so happened all those other people that I went on with, we all got on the same year. So I went. Did you guys all serve together? Um, we served the same year, uh, not on the same team. Um, we all had different teams because there's a lot of different teams. There's traveling teams. There is a home team and there's parish teams. Which, which, which one did you get? So I was on a traveling team. Um, there is 12 people on my team, including myself, so all 12 of us. Um, and they were all from, you know, random places. Um, I had somebody from, like, Minnesota. I had, like, three people on my team from Minnesota. I had two people from Texas. Um, I had somebody from, like, Virginia. Um, so, like, I think one person on my team was from, like, Baldwin Park. But <laughs> it's like, oh, that's far. Yeah. But where did you guys go? I mean, where did you guys? Um, well, Net is based out of Minnesota, so I had to fly to Minnesota first, St. Paul, um, and then you go through training and stuff like that, and then you get put on a team. Yeah, go through more training with your team, like learning how to work together and put on skits and do retreats and stuff, and then they give you a schedule. So I spent like a month in South Carolina. Uh, I went to North Carolina. Uh, I went to Washington, Pennsylvania. Um, where else did I go? I drove to New York. I went to New Jersey, uh, Illinois, Indiana, wow. Wisconsin. So, I was like all over the East Coast. So, so question. Are Catholics in Barstow and San Bernardino the same as Catholics 
in South Carolina, North Carolina, Washington, Illinois, and the East Coast. They are. Um, no way. Yeah. They are? They are. <laughs> um, you know, it was funny because a lot of time, you know, I would go on these retreats and I'd get my small groups and, like, people would look at me because, you know, um, I, my style doesn't change. I like to dress casual, like, you know, jeans, button-up, hat. Like, you know, I'm just really, like, casual. And so, like, I remember I would go on these retreats and these kids would look at me in their small group and they're all like, you're really like a net missionary? <laughs> yeah. I was like, why? They're like, I don't know. Like, you don't seem like the type. I was like, how? They're like, the way you dress. Like, you don't dress like a... I was like, how's a missionary supposed to dress? <laughs> you know, like, we're just regular people. Like, we, like yeah, like, net gave us, like, button-up shirts and stuff like that yeah. to wear, like, at certain occasions. But other than that, like, you wear your own clothes. So... You know, I guess people thought, like, you're supposed to be, like, you know, all dressed up to the tees and, like, you know, suit and tie, like yeah. how Mormons go out and stuff. Like, <laughs> no, like, we just wear regular clothes. Like, you know, there's nothing special about it. Like, Sorry, guys. You can't be Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's a cool thing because my wife's family is from Chicago, and I remember going to their church in, um, in Evanston. And uh, this church, we were going to the Catholic church, and I looked, and it's like, where's, where's the Catholic church? And this is... This church was white wood, and it, it didn't look like a Catholic church because what I envision Catholic churches in California, it's kind of like a mission-style looking church yeah. or, or beige stucco walls, and this is all whitewashed. And oh, you go inside, yeah. and it's all whitewashed, and I was like, are you sure we're not going into a Protestant church? Yeah. It's, a, it's maybe Lutheran? I was like, no, it's Catholic. Yeah. Am I being trapped? Um, <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of churches that I saw that still had, like, the... Um, you know, the setup that almost looked like, you know, pre-Vatican II, like with the altar rails and yeah. like the whole, um, you know, every the whole setup behind the altar with the tabernacle, like right mm -hmm. in the middle and stuff. And But, you know, it, it just looks so nice. Like, and, you know, Catholics, you know, in, you know, the, the Midwest and the East Coast and stuff, like they're, they're just like Catholics over here. Like super, super welcoming. Like I, I remember like my time, you know, one of the best things about net is like host families like because when you're on the road you stay with host families no matter where you're going sometimes yeah. you're staying at like you know a house like maybe a night or two sometimes you you're staying like an entire week um and just like meeting all the families getting to know like the parents their kids like meeting all the different families and just like you know really becoming a part of that family for the time that you're there like that was one of the best parts just like meeting everybody like people are just so nice I remember we stayed at this one house. Um, I want to say we were in like, I want to say Pennsylvania. Um, but it was me and one of the other guys, uh, Fabian on my team. He was the one from Baldwin Park. Mm -hmm. And I remember we stayed with this family. Like um, they were like a hunting family and stuff like that. But I remember like we went and they were like, oh, okay, cool. Because when you go on net, you're, 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 through going through training, you learn, like, you know, when you go, like, you learn how to be hospital and, you know, like, you know, when you go and people make you food, like, don't be picky, like, just eat it. Even like, Bob, let's go out, we're going to get our food. Yeah, like, even if, gun. you know, it's something that you, you, you don't necessarily eat all the time or you always don't like, like, you know, make an attempt at least because they, they cook the stuff for you and everything like that. So I remember we went. And, like, one of the first nights we were there, like, the mom, she was uh, like, so, like, if you guys had to pick, like, 
your favorite food? Like, what would it be? And we thought, you know, it was just small talk or whatever. So we were telling her and stuff. And she made it a point that week that we stayed with them. Um, she went and made both of my favorite meals um, on nights for dinner, like during that week, That's which tight. I thought was really cool. That's like, that. yeah, we, we, we hosted in that family. And no, we did not do that for them. <laughs> so shout out to Thai Chins, who's back home in, in Spain, married. I think you're pregnant. I'm following you on Instagram, so if you listen to this, that's your shout-out. But no, we did not make you. We made you Filipino food. Welcome to hey. the Filipino house. Filipino food. So, so, you know, it's, it's, it's great. You know, shout-out to Net Ministries. Uh, I'm hoping that some of our youth at St. Mary's do uh, do that because it changes lives. It does. And you now have a family that's out there in Baldwin Park, <laughs> in, in Texas, and in Minnesota. Um, yeah. But while you were gone... Because you as a youth leader, while you were gone, what did Jaime do? Like, no, oh, he's um, gone! <laughs> when I was, when I was gone, um, I wasn't the youth leader then. Okay. Um, I was still just... A member. Uh, a member. I was an adult volunteer at the time, still in the youth group. Um, I was just a member. Um, but I didn't actually become in charge until I came back. Um, so it wouldn't be right if I didn't say this. I actually uh, got kicked off of net. <laughs> spoiler alert spoiler alert yeah. cancel all the shout outs <laughs> um, Ned's no. all listening they're all wait a minute what <laughs> I, I love net um, so part of net is learning to get along with people that you don't know mm-hmm. because like I said I was on a team of 12 people people that I've never met and everybody has different personalities so it's it's a learning process learning how to deal with everybody learning how to relate to everybody and just to understand where people are coming from. So um, when I was on the road, like obviously sometimes you're closer to some people, you're not as close to mm-hmm. other people, but you make it a point to try to connect with everybody. So um, net is the, the length of a school year. Um, so I got out there in August um, and so everybody comes back to the net center from wherever you are on the road, everybody comes back to St. Paul where the Net Center is based out of. Um, and then we have the December retreat and then we go home and do like uh, a two-week vacation before we come back and get ready to go out on the road for the second half. Um, so uh, the f- we got back, the first half was over, we got back to the Net Center before we came home uh, for Christmas break. And we ended up having like a a meeting so they called me into a meeting like with uh, my team and stuff I just figured it was like you know like a um, a thing that every team does like a meeting <laughs> so, so, yeah. so during the meeting like they kind of just um, spent time like giving my team an opportunity to talk to me about you know what was difficult like a lot of them like uh, <coughs> talked about like just how they related to me and how sometimes they felt like I wasn't making an effort to relate to them and stuff like that. Um, and so at the end of this meeting, uh, the net staff gave me an opportunity. They were like, you know, obviously we'd like you to come back, but it's ultimately up to you. If you want, you can go home and not come back after vacation. Or if you still want to be a part of this, yeah, go home, have your two weeks, and then come back. Um, they are like, but when you come back, we need to see, like, a change in order to go on the second mm-hmm. half. And I was like, okay. Um, so I went home, came back, you know, um, and apparently they didn't see too much because, like, the day before <laughs> we went on the road, they were like, yeah, you're not going to go back on the second half. 
I flew back and then I had to fly home like a couple days later. Um, but you know, for for a little bit, I I didn't really know and understand like you know like why um, because like me like I've always been more of a private person. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can talk to people and I can relate, but in regards to myself and like just me and my emotions and just stuff I go through, like I've always been, you know, really private. You know, I can open up to people. Like, you know, I have close friends that I've known for years and years and years and I'll open up now, but even at the same time, like I don't open up completely. Um, And it has nothing to do with the people, it's just me. Like that's how Mm -hmm. I am. Like I just tend to keep things to myself. Um, And when I was on the road, from one of the things that they said was they're like, you know, you don't open up to the brothers in your team and people like that, and that's what they want. I'm like, well, man, I do, but it's just, you know, that's just how I am. And I remember one of the things that, that the um, the net, like the directors of net and the staff, because I had to I had to meet with them too, one of the things they told me before I came home was that, like, you're not going home because you did anything wrong. You're going home because you didn't do enough. And at the time, I was just, Dang. like, that made me even more mad. So I was like, I didn't even do anything wrong there. <laughs> um, what do you mean I didn't do anything wrong? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, um, in the years to follow that, like, you know, like, directly after and stuff, like, yeah, I was, I was, I was upset about it and I was mad because I felt like this is what God was calling me to do. And you're sending me home because, like, it's difficult for me to open up as much as you want me to. Like, I've only been on the road for, like, four months. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what do you want me to do? Um, and so for a little bit after, like, yeah, it was kind of like a sore spot. Like, you know, everybody came, when I came home, like, how do you tell people, like, oh, yeah, I got kicked off net. Like, you know what I mean? because <laughs> yeah, like, he didn't tell me. I yeah. Like, it was I was just, like, oh, you're back? He's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, you're like, back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, Bob, God, we missed you, son. <laughs> it was just, you know, it was one of those things. Like, how do you tell people, like, they kicked me out. Like, you know, I didn't really know how to, how to go about that. And um, how did you come to terms with that? So with that... What I figured out about myself was, like, yeah, the way I relate to people, like, because I've always been, like, my sense of humor is really dry. <laughs> like, I've always been, like, really sarcastic with my humor. Love it. Yeah, that's just oh, how yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, so my family's love language. Yeah, <laughs> and so in regards to people on my team, I feel like they didn't know how to take that. Like, they would take me at face value because they didn't know me. Mm-hmm. So when I would say something, they would take it as, this is me being, like, for real. And they didn't understand, like, my humor. So, you know, um, on the road, like, everybody gets a job on your team. My jo- my job was the trailer packer. So when you're on the road with Net, all you have is a van and a trailer. And then that trailer has everything. So I was in charge of packing and unpacking that trailer. So I had to be the first one outside awake and the first one to leave because I had to pack all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when we picked everybody up, I had to pack everything and then I had to unpack everything. So, you know, in regards to that, people would go into the trailer here and there and like move stuff around and like our team leaders on our team would be like, you know, if you're in charge, you got to let them know, like, please don't do that. Like, this is my area. If you have something somewhere, like, you know, have them come ask you. So I remember, like, um, I had told everybody, like, oh, I need to get, like, one of those signs for people who have property. They're like, <laughs> violators will be, like, shot on site and stuff like that. <laughs> like, obviously, I'm, I'm joking. Well. <laughs> and 
you know, I didn't mean it, but people took offense to that. And it wasn't until the meeting where I found out, I was like, if that was the case, like, why didn't you tell me? I would have told you I was just messing around. Like, obviously, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm just, first, though. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was, I feel like it was just little things here and there that got people. And I feel like if they would have come and talked to me about it, it could have been resolved differently. Yeah. But, you know, looking back, like, I'm obviously there's a part of me that still wishes I could have finished out the year just because I feel it could have been different going forward. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I've come to terms with it and I'm okay with it. Like, yeah, it happens. And, but look at everything that happened after that. Like I may not be in the same exact place that I am now if it wasn't for that, because coming home taught me a lot about myself and how I relate to other people. You know, it taught me like in regards when relating to people who don't know you, Sometimes they're not going to get it. So you have to make sure that you come across in a way where they understand if you are joking or if you're being serious and stuff like that so that they're not having to guess exactly what you meant. So um, it wasn't – I mean it was like maybe I came home in 2010. Um, so like literally a couple years later, like three years later, um, was when I first got in charge of the YouTube and I became like the youth minister. So, the you evolution. know, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, you know, I needed that stepping stone in order yeah. to progress to where I am now. Um, and, you know, I'm cool with it. I still love that. I, I talk it up wherever I go. I talk to people about it. Um, when Isaac was applying, I talked to him a little bit about my experiences and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I still enjoy net for what they do and who they are because mm -hmm. it's a great organization. Um, and I always encourage people like here, even on our youth our youth group who like feel like they might want to do something more like hey like check out net like it's check a really good net. experience yeah and it's a, and obviously it's a growing experience for you and i think that's that's the thing says you know you should attend my class at work it's it's uh managing challenging and difficult behaviors mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> i actually give that class at work so i understand what you you mean i mean being in a van sitting there going to your next group with 12 other people and you don't know if they fart or if they brush their teeth yeah. yeah, so that's that's difficult. So Jaime, we're gonna do a round robin. Um, Jaime, what about you? Last words that you want to say? Last words? What? That's my last words. Um, no, um, I'm super appreciative of you, Arnell, bringing the Catholic Dog Dad podcast to Barstow, um, bringing some of the boys. Um, it's a great experience, um, not just for myself, but just to see via Instagram. All the great things that you know you guys are doing, along with the many other members of our Ycast family. Um, shout out to my kids from this last year, Gardens of the Ministry. Um, my kids before that, the little big Catholics. Um, <laughs> it, I don't know. It brings me such great joy just to see the evolution or just the growth of what my kids are doing, past and present. Ycast, um, just you know. Isaac, like Bob was saying, mm -hmm. Isaac's in net now. He calls in and chimes in with me, FaceTimes me every now and then, tells me about what he's doing, how you know how great of a time he's having, and uh, you know how he can't wait to visit back in December. Um, yeah, this was this was a fun podcast. I mean, <laughs> you know, I've I've listened to some episodes that he's no put, pri put pri previous, and 
you know, coming into this, I was like, dude, I'm super excited. Like, mm-hmm. I rolled I rolled over in the couch this morning. I looked at my messages. We're leaving Fontana. I was like, oh, snap. I was like, they're leaving. <laughs> so I got, I got Bob, get ready. They're on the way. I was like, for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, um, shout out to this podcast. Um, shout out to our homies at St. Mary's in Fontana. Awesome. Shout out to all our other homies around the diocese. Um, like I said, I'm still looking for my Catholic queen. <laughs> um, we pray. Priya Novena. Hey, <laughs> this probably be a story for another podcast about like love and you know how to just discerning who the right one is. But I do have a funny story about <laughs> me sending flowers to a girl I had a crush on and yeah. it just went really bad. We're gonna do a podcast on all that. I got the most. I got the most respectful like denial. I gotta tell you when when Catholic Dad was trying to date Catholic Mom brought. Roses, and she was totally disgusted with me. I was in college. Yeah. I was a dog, and um, she didn't come out. Oh! She asked her friends, "You know, is there some guy standing out there with flowers?" And they said, "Yeah." And she exited the back of the university. Oh! I threw those flowers in the trash. Oh! And went home, brokenhearted. And wept. And wept. And wept. Luis, last words from Luis. Um, you know, I want to thank you guys for letting us come up here and. You know, do a little podcast with you guys, uh, letting us in this like amazing youth room that you guys man have here. Cave. So, thanks. Man. <laughs> literally a man cave. That's a dope room. Yeah. In the winter, it does feel like a cave. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's very much so. It's an ice box. <laughs> oh, me. Um, From I'm, David. I'm glad that we, you guys invited us and that we had this podcast and we caught up and told stories and it was fun, had a good laugh. and there was a lot of laughs. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do a part two. <laughs> Tim, spicy. Spice it spicy. up. Spicy. Um, well, yeah, just thank you guys for inviting us. Um, this is, is a cool place. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, I want to talk about you guys, like the influence you guys had on me, like especially like Bob being my leader at YCAT. Um well, no, I was just gonna say, like, thank you guys for like being there for us, you know. I feel like because of you guys, we kind of aspire to be close, not you guys, but like mimic you guys and mm-hmm. Jesus as well. Like, how we are in PMOT and our group in middle schoolers, like, we try to like lead them close to the faith yeah yeah well um i mean obviously this is really cool so it was cool for you guys actually wanting to come here and talk to us because you know (laughs) not all the time do we get visitors (laughs) (laughs) to be honest we literally didn't think this was this far we thought it was like victorville oh yeah no it's (laughs) that's a little third minute (laughs) but um this is actually really really cool um and you know for for this type of setting and environment like you know, this is what, you know, being Catholic is all about, is opening up and sharing your experiences, um, talking about things and talking about your faith and, and just life in general. Like, I feel like this is almost ministry right here. Like, you know, it is. Um, this is what we do in youth ministry. Like, you know, yeah, we have kids who come and they're, you know, we talk to them about faith and we try to help them, you know, get closer to God but at the same time. You know, it's it's family. It's it's not there just talking about God. It's there talking about life. You know, we see these kids in high school. They invite us to like all their you know sporting events and stuff. And it's like I always tell them like, yeah, 
this is a youth group and you know we have a youth group on Thursdays and we hear Thursdays but this isn't just like a Thursday thing like right. you know we're your youth group so you know your youth leaders and your families no matter what so it's kind of like you know this it is a family you know because you know a lot of them they t- they spend more time with us than they do at home That's you know right. from from how often we're doing things or or you know depending on our schedule and what we're doing it could be crazy we could have meetings you know three times a week yeah. so um it really is a family and like you know establishing that environment you know just helps them you know grow in the faith and just help their own families because like they can just you know bring what we do when here to their families and they're going to bring it to their families when they grow up and that's just you know the circle of life you yeah. know just bringing it everywhere and and, doing and, and i like thing. what you guys are saying because here's the thing youth ministry is not in a classroom yep. it's not in a youth room youth ministry is out there it's all out there. You guys going to their sports events, you guys going to their their whatever parties that they're inviting you to. Ministry is there. Meeting them at Stater Brothers at McDonald's and <laughs> just having a, yeah. a conversation there. Youth ministry is there. Youth ministry evolves outside of a classroom and going out there and walking in the faith and letting people see you. Mm-hmm. And so when someone sees you out there and it's like, oh yeah, that guy's my youth minister. Yeah. Oh yeah, that guy's my youth leader. Oh yeah, that guy's my youth mentor. And, and their parents go and say, who? Yeah. And, and so you're sharing the faith completely. So hold on. Well, fam, we always end uh, this connected with Catholic Dad with a Bible verse. And Bob came up with this awesome Bible verse. It's his verse. And basically here it is. Our Bible verse for this episode is Jesus wept. That's it, folks. That was long. And I love the fact that he picked that. because, uh, And we talked about Steubenville, and we called about holy weeping. Um, and, you know, Jesus wept. I love this story in, in John because as the shortest verse, when Jesus went and went to meet with Lazarus to see his friend who was sick, you know, he went there and Mary said, you know, we're waiting for you. And as it says here, um, he said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. The next verse, the shortest verse in scripture says, Jesus wept. He didn't cry. He wept. And when you weep, it's when you're just sitting there and just tears come down your eyes because Lazarus was family. And just like each and every one of you guys, each one of these guys, gentlemen that are here in this podcast, they're family. There's brothers in Christ. And at any time that each and every single one of you need each other, you guys are there for them. I love this episode in this season calling family. And this is one of the first episodes of the season because you guys met at one place, YCAST, where Tim, David, and Luis had you guys as facilitators and you became their family. To the point where they talk about you, to the point where they do things with you, and and they want to be there with you. These guys woke up at six o'clock in the morning to go drive here to Barstow. I mean, one <laughs> high school teenager says, "Yeah, I'll drive to Barstow and, and talk to Bob, that's Bob love. and Jaime." That's there. love. That's family love, and that's what the Catholic Church does. That's what Catholic faith is. It is family. We are the communion of saints. We are one body in Christ, and so. If any time, you know, shout out to the Ministry for Young Catholics at the Diocese 
for coming up with YCLT and converting it to YCAST and continuing on with that. And if you're listening to this, if you're a parent, if you're a DRE, if you're a youth minister, and you didn't get your youth to go to YCAST, definitely this year get them in because the youth at St. Mary's are on fire. The youth at St. Joseph and Borstow are on fire. These people are filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you've been confirmed and you're looking to serve at any point in ministry, youth ministry, folks, serve your people. That's what you're called to do. After the Mass, you get sent forth to go on mission. That's your mission. So that's all we have for you all this time around. I hope you listen to our next episode of This Connected with Catholic.Dad. Send us an email at catholic.dad50, that's catholic.dad50, at gmail.com with your comments and questions. You can also send us a voicemail. The link is in the episode description. And maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode. Don't forget to rate this podcast, you know, share this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, and share it with your friends. We want to share the good news. And remember, live a life of holiness. We'll be praying for you, so please pray for us. And most importantly, until next time, be blessed and be third. third. Amen. Woo! That was it. Good night, folks. So I like this song right here because we're actually at Popeyes. Um, We're buying a spicy chicken sandwich, trying to see what what this whole thing is about. Yeah, on the way home. Hey, is it a sin to buy one of these podcasts? This is a yeah. This is Popeyes. It's not Chick Fil A. Oh, hashtag Chick Fil A. We are not have not been converted. We just gotta try this chicken sandwich. Yeah. So, gotta make sure that. But we enjoy this music, so thought we'd share it. (laughs) This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest. But not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021. T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.